0: Welcome to the Real Life Cooking Podcast. I'm Kate Shaw, and this week we're going to learn how to make cream scones. This is another recipe I got from my cousin Molly, and I think she got it from a friend or maybe online. Either way, she calls these the best scones, And they certainly are. The reason I don't make these scones more often is that the recipe calls for heavy whipping cream. And the only time I have whipping cream is when I buy it for a specific recipe. But occasionally, I buy it just for making these scones. Before you start thinking, hmm, I bet half and half would work and I've got some in the fridge. No, nothing works except heavy whipping cream. I know because I have tried everything from half and half to whole milk to evaporated milk, and the result is always a dense, flat mess. If you look at the ingredients, you'll see that the recipe doesn't call for butter or any other fat. It needs the fat in the cream to become scones instead of doorstops. And because cream is so light compared to other fats, the scones are light too. In addition to the heavy whipping cream, You'll need a cup of dried fruit and a cup of nuts. If you can't eat nuts or don't like them, you can substitute chocolate chips. Don't use fresh fruit, though. I like using chopped pecans and dried cranberries, which is the combination you'll see in photos in the show notes. But chopped walnuts and dried cherries are great, too, or whatever you like. I like the texture of the nuts so much that I've never tried the recipe with chocolate chips. You'll also need two large mixing bowls, or one large and one medium mixing bowl, and some baking sheets. This recipe makes a lot of scones, so unless your baking sheets are larger than usual, you'll probably need two. First, preheat the oven to 375 degrees Fahrenheit. Then put the smaller mixing bowl in the fridge to chill. Just trust me on this. Then grease the baking sheets and set them aside. Then make sure your working surface is clean because these are scones you have to pat out and cut. In the large mixing bowl, the one that's not in the fridge, mix the dry ingredients. Flour, sugar, baking powder, and salt. The recipe calls for a lot of baking powder, but don't worry, you won't be able to taste it. Once you have the dry ingredients mixed up nicely with a fork or whisk, add the fruit and nuts and mix them in two. I actually ran out of all-purpose flour when I made these today, and the new bag of flour in the cupboard that I thought was all-purpose turned out to be bread flour. So I used almost a cup of bread flour to make up the difference. Bread flour is a little heavier than all-purpose, so I was worried, but it worked just fine. I mean, that said, you probably don't want to use all bread flour unless that's literally all you have. Next, it's time to get the mixing bowl out of the fridge. It should be cool by now, which will help keep the whipping cream cool. Pour the whipping cream into the chilled bowl. If you bought a pint of whipping cream, that's two cups, so you don't have to measure. Then use a whisk or a fork and beat the whipping cream briskly for about a minute. You're not trying to make whipped cream. You just want it to be nicely frothy. You're basically adding air to this, just like you would when you beat egg whites. Then pour the whipping cream into the dry ingredients, not the other way around. Fold the cream in until it's just combined. That basically just means that you're not actually beating it or mixing it energetically, just gently turning the dry ingredients over with the cream until it makes dough and there isn't any dry flour left in the bottom of the bowl. The dough will be sticky, which makes it a challenge to work with in the final step. Flour your working surface and sprinkle flour over the dough, too, and make sure your hands are well floured. Then gather up all the dough into a big ball. Usually, at this point, I divide the ball into two and work with each one separately, but this time I just made it into one big ball. It doesn't matter what you do, but if you make the dough into two balls, your scones will be smaller. Set the ball of dough on the floured surface and use your fingers to gently flatten it and pat it down so that you have a circle of dough that's about an inch thick. I mean, you don't have to measure it or anything. You also don't need to smooth the surface of the dough, which is good because, like I said, it's sticky. And it's probably all over your hands now, no matter how well you floured them. Grab a knife and cut the dough into wedges like you were cutting a pie into pieces. You can make the pieces as wide or as skinny as you like, but they're easier to eat when they're smaller. Then put the pieces onto your greased baking sheets. Ha ha, doesn't that sound easy? In reality, the dough wants to grab onto everything it touches, So whether you use your fingers or a spatula, the scones are a pain in the butt to transfer onto the baking sheet. Once you have a baking sheet filled, pop it into the oven and set the timer for 18 minutes, give or take a minute depending on whether your oven tends to run cool or hot. When the timer goes off, the scones should be lightly browned. Take them out of the oven and remove them to a cooling rack if you have one, If you don't, just balance the pan on a pot or something so air can circulate under it, which helps cool it faster. These scones are light and flavorful, not too sweet, and make an amazing accompaniment to tea or coffee or just a glass of milk. They also keep well. Wrap them up well and they'll still taste fresh after a few days. Molly says you can even freeze them for a few weeks but I tend to eat them so fast that I've never needed to try freezing them. They're a great alternative to cookies in your lunch, too. If you hadn't already noticed, this recipe doesn't call for eggs. So if you have a friend or family member or coworker who can't eat eggs, you can surprise them with these lovely scones. Thanks for listening. You can find Real Life Cooking Podcast at reallifecooking.blueberry.net. That's blueberry without any ease. You can find the recipe that goes with this episode in the show notes. Now get out there and enjoy your food.